broadcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him, and the guy who told him about it, and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics. Things have changed forever. Can you believe it even happened? Japan bet South Africa. Holy crap. See, I wouldn't have picked that in a thousand years. Seriously? Look, some of you out there may be better at this than me. You might have put a sneaky hundred bucks on Japan to win. I wouldn't have. I would not have got that. I might have liked to think I could have. Wouldn't have guessed it. I'm just, I'm going to leave it there. I know I've got some South African audience. In fact, I've got a reasonably large South African audience. And guys, it sucks to be you right now. Doesn't it? (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. What a great game. Great victory. Congratulations, Japan. And I'm sure South Africa rugby fans or South African rugby fans are mourning this loss. It would be like the All Blacks losing to Canada. We'd be in an utter shock. Wouldn't we? Those of you that aren't into rugby probably don't care. And I don't care that you don't care. It's my show. <laughs> I just wanted to mention that. Now, on a hunting note. Actually, before I go into that, I've got a bit of a, a sore throat. In fact, I thought I might have lost my voice before the show. So the old Vicks Vapor Drops, which are every radio host's best friends, are sitting here in force so I can get through the next half an hour, 40 minutes. And you guys might be thinking, gee, you know, you sound great. It's a struggle. (laughs) It's a struggle all the way through. Bit of a blocked nose. Definitely have a sore throat. Haven't had a cold yet. It's not really a cold. It's kind of just a pain in my ass. That's, That's where I'm at. But the story I was getting to, Carl, now if you listen to the show regularly, a few shows back, there was the aftermath of an unsuccessful hunt. Well, Carl, since then, that was the the person that I took out for a hunt and we didn't see anything. Since then, has gone and got his firearms license and been listening and learning and doing all the right things. Came in and saw me the other day and I said, look, he wants to go on his first solo hunt. And, And to be fair, he'd never shot a deer before, you know? So I drew him a bit of a map, told him which path to take, you know. Go about 10 metres this way, you'll find a little hunter's track. Go down there, follow the river down, blah, blah, blah. You'll get to this point, there'll be a little bivy site there. Do a bit of glassing from there. About 11 o'clock, Saturday morning, I get a phone call. Shot one. Seen one, shot one. No way! First solo hunt! Shot a deer. In fact, I might even get Carl on the show on a future date and just talk to him about that experience because fantastic for him, isn't it? Some people go years without seeing their first deer, let alone taking one out. And I can tell you now, my studio is kind of at the back of my shed. It's, it's, a, sol- it's a room just for this purpose. Um, but behind me, there's the freezer and all my crap. And I also hang my animals um, not far from there. And it's hanging there right now taking it to the butcher from tomorrow morning. Good 
on you, Carl. Well done. I'm stoked for you. I was wrapped. Didn't believe you, I admit, at first. I thought you are taking the piss, but I take all of that back. Great animal. It's going to be awesome eating. You know, you're providing for your family. Welcome. Actually, welcome to us providers. There you go. I know I harp on about that. I can see your eyes glassing over. But we are providers, and Carl has joined that club. This week's interview has a really interesting backstory, and we're going to get into that a little bit into the interview. But joined by phone, I have the founder of Simple Adventures, Nathan Stretch. How are you, Nathan? I'm good, I'm good. Now, Nathan, first of all, tell us your background. What makes, you know, tell us about your hunting background, first of all. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm sort of typical of a lot of people. Uh, my, my dad hunted for all his life, and so it's sort of a natural progression. Um, it's, my family's me and my brother, so two boys, you know, kick him out into the, into the wilderness to... Um, <laughs> Yep. Burn some energy off them, and um, and so that's sort of how we started. Um, a lot, of, a lot of my hunting attitude and experience comes from comes from that. Um, my dad's a very relaxed person in the bush. Um, he's he's very at home, and and he he really taught us to to enjoy being there. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a he he always taught us that that shooting deer was always a bonus to the trip, mm-hmm. and um, and being there and having a good time was number one. On the agenda, fantastic, and that's 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 what that's what I'm sort of trying to bring to my YouTube channel as well, is that that being here, being out, and enjoying the bushes is is the number one is the number one goal really. Mm. And that that's what Simple Adventures is, isn't it? It's a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the inspiration behind that? What are you trying to achieve with with having a YouTube channel? What's what's the motive? Well, it's I, I sort of started. Starting it for a lot of education purposes, I take a lot of um, a lot of people out for their first time, being friends or girlfriends or or things like that. Um, and I find that that a lot of people are really afraid to take that first plunge into the bush, and really don't know where to start and how to get into it. Um, you've talked about um, being in the scouts when you were young, eh? Yeah, that's, very much. That's sort of where you learn today. And there's a lot of people that, that didn't get that, and especially in my generation, um, I'm 30, so people in their late 20s are sort of getting out of that drinking every weekend phase and, and wanting to, to to have adventures and, and live life a bit differently. To be fair, mate, I'm not much older than you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, are you? Nah, nah see, see, this is where it gets weird. How old do you reckon I am? I don't know. I, I, I sort of assumed you're in your sort of mid-late 40s. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, nah, I'm 35. Are oh, you? Yeah. yeah, I'm only 35. Uh, I'm only a whippersnapper, really. You are. Mm, it could you, be this. You sound old. You sound mature on the radio. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> all that aside, you know, you're right though. I think, I think that our generation, and I'm going to lump you into my old generation. Okay. Only because you called me old. Um, I'm going to lump you into that. We were the last of the people, or the last generation, to grow up with go outside. I I firmly believe that. You know, I'm bored. Piss off. Go outside. Go do something. (laughs) Go take a a bit of nylon and a hook and go get a fish. Bring it home. We'll cook it up. You know, so providing for my family came to us. Or our families yeah. came to us really, really young. But I think the new generation 
Not not entirely, and not all of them, but a good chunk of them just don't even get that, do they? No, no, they don't. And I've got I've got two very young kids. I've got a three year old and a five year old, and um, they, they they don't live with me. They live with their mother, and um, they they're very much away from that, and they don't get to see it. And um, it's just yesterday I had them with me all day, and um, I made my young fella get under the house because um, he pushed his matchbox car under the deck. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll head off down there and get it for you. And I was like, hold on, you should go down there and get it. I'm just, I don't want to go into the house. So, I, so I made him do it, and that that was his like. He had a little adventure going getting his matchbox car, mm. and it's something that he would never get normally, you know. Mm. But and I, a lot I, of kids miss out on things like that. I take that one step further, is that even when we were probably five and six, we would head down to the park and pick blackberries. Yeah, you know, and I know that when you get blackberries, you put them in a big thing of water, so then all the maggots and stuff that are in them float to the top. Um, but I knew that because I probably ate a few with them in, you know, and and we learnt and we provided, and so you've just triggered something that I'm very passionate about, and that is getting young people outside. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So part of your motivation for the channel was about that, is about educating people and removing that glass door that or opening that glass yeah. door that people see the wilderness but don't head through. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, and and also also keeping keeping a lot of lot of the um advice and to to the really basic stuff. Yeah. Like I, I think um a lot of basic um knowledge and experience doesn't get shared that well because people just assume other people know it. Mm. Um, I, was, I always remember I went to a, I'm a tradesman for work, so we do a million safety courses a year. And um, I went to one, and, and someone, the, the tutor said, common sense isn't is taught. You're not born with it. Mm. And that's sort of sort of how I, I I think about teaching people these days, or trying to pass on information. So give me an example. Um, one of the things I, I nearly always have to sh- teach new people in the bush, especially when you're off the track, is how to stand still in the bush. Um, the amount of time someone stands on a small ledge on a hill with their feet together, um, and they're very tense and they're not relaxed, and they're, they're, they're at the risk of falling over because you stand with your feet together and you're not balanced. Whereas you stand feet wide apart, hold on to something and relax, it's just easy and I can, I can stand there for a long time. And it's very basic things like that that people don't understand that other people don't know. Yeah, and I suppose you're not... I would know that know things like that by emulating someone I learnt from. I don't know if yes. I was ever told, but you kind of copy the way they do things. But once you become an adult, you, you, you've got your own style and maybe you need to be told some of that real simple stuff. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And... and um. Yeah, and breaking, well, not breaking habits, but um, teaching someone how to how to walk a little bit differently is, is not something you're used to in your adult life, you know? Yeah, that's right. You, you're used to being kind of in charge of your whole world. And I wonder whether that's what's scary for some people. See, I feel really at oh, home yeah. when I'm in the hills, but a lot of people don't like losing that sense of turning the light on and opening the fridge. Yeah. Mm. Most definitely, um, and a lot of people get. Um, I, well, in my experience, and people I've taken, they um, they're actually normally fine as long as they've got a track and a hut. Right. And as soon as you take those extra bits away from them, 
that they get a, they, they do start to get very nervous. Okay. Um, one thing one thing I found also is, and I'm still trying to actually learn that when I've got people with me is is navigating in the bush and having someone follow you, and they've got that whole trust. They've got no idea where you're going or what or how to get back. And I, I've been learning to to try and explain what I'm doing to people so that they have that confidence and security of, of, of at least knowing how to get home. Because you're, you're right, getting off the track for some people is incredibly scary. Um, and in fact, I've noticed a lot of new hunters will, will stick to the tracks and then slowly go off a little way. And then that, that circumference just gets bigger and bigger as their confidence grows. What are some yeah. of the things you tell people about? Give me three or four things. Navigating off the track. Navigating off the track. I, I have a, I have a, I have a simple thing with, with people is you have to have a map and compass. That's number one, always, no matter what. You know what I mean? Um, and most places that I go, if you have a direction and you stick to that direction, you'll cross the track at some point. And so, you, so that gives you this, this basic backstop that if you head, you always know which direction to get back to the track, and you head that direction, you'll eventually cross it. And and you it, you might take a horrible route, and it might be really not very good, much fun, but you know that you've got that that backstop in your navigation. Mm. And so it's always always knowing about how to get home, mm. and and that builds confidence. It's amazing how quickly some people panic. I, I took a guy into the hills, who I won't name, uh, um, and we were going well, but we got to the point where I had to sort of stop, have a think. You know, I had to think, well, you know, whoa, 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 we need to, we'd seen an animal, we'd kind of gone in, in a direction, maybe hadn't quite taken as much notice of things as we should have. I never felt like we were out of control or lost, but it was about taking some time. And during that, I just remember watching him almost panic. Yeah, I mean, and that's there's that sort of um, that he doesn't know that you're checking the map because you're you're making sure you're you're keeping it as a backup. You're not yeah. lost, no. but you're just making sure you know where you're going. And I, I found when especially taking people out for the first time, when I do get the map out just to make sure, they do get a bit nervous because they're like, "Oh, do you not know where we are?" You know what I mean? Well, it's almost about, well, well, well I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you think that, and I don't know, I didn't talk to you about your philosophy on this off air, but do you think that sometimes it's better to either, there's two ways. Do you slowly ease people in? Do you do you take the, the little step, the little step, and then a, sort of a bigger step? Or are you better just to take them out there and get them into an environment where they're safe, but really uncomfortable and then show them that this can be done I think that, de- that, that wholly depends on, on the person to be honest um, I and I'm, I'm trying to not lump this into a male female thing but it, it's just just in, a, in, a, in an experience most of it you're on dangerous ground <laughs> yeah I am I am <laughs> but I, I've noticed that guys do respond better to being dropped in it right um but when when I've taken women out, um, and my girlfriend, my current girlfriend, is a prime example of this. If you if you drop her in it, she shuts down. Really? And yeah, yeah, she really does. And um, and she is better for the experience. 
So next time we get into that situation, she is better. But what I'm worried about with with that sort of thing is 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 it start. I'm worried about turning her off it so that um, she's like, oh, that was a horrible experience. I don't want to do that again. So I, I think, yeah, I think it's I think it's up to to deciding what depending on the person, you know. Mm. I I personally can thrive quite well being dropped in it. Um, a lot of things I'll just give it a go, and and be confident that something's going to happen, you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's it's hard. It's it's a really hard question, actually. It is, but I I, I think I've done both. My time as a scout leader. I've taken people and slowly given them those skills and other yeah. times taken groups of young people out where they just had to get those skills. If they didn't have it, the things were not going to be very fun for them. And both of those situations have kind of worked for me, but in different ways. And you're right. How hard is it to make sure that you get them out there in that great environment and you, and you give them that experience. And what if it's a bad one? What if they never want to go back? And, yeah. The guys from Toa Hunter Gatherer probably um, touched on this as well. I had a, a young fella that I, I was teaching to gut out an animal he'd shot, and it really mm-hmm. wasn't his thing right then. And I said, no, you've shot the animal, you owe it that respect. And I, I stick by the, the opinion that I have, but they were of the opposite. They, you know, It was very much, no, no, let him go at his pace, because then you make it a good experience for him. And I'm kind of torn, you know. That's an interesting dichotomy for me, you know. If you kill it, you got to end. You know, you got to do the job. I'm not. Yeah. A, yeah. I don't want to teach you that you can do this, and then someone else cleans up after you. But I kind of see where he's coming from as well. Yeah, I mean, and that's 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 an interesting one because I mean, I grew up. Um, we had a little farm, and we used to we used to butcher all our own meat. And I mean, we we were a, we were. A, early teenagers, so like 12 and 13 sort of age, and we, we, we had to like, all our pigs had names, but they still went in the freezer, and we still had to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, so like, for, for me, it's like, that, it's like a non-issue, but it's, it's remembering that for that person it is an issue. Yeah. And it's fair that it's an issue, you know? It's, it's you know, I was lucky to, to be brought up in that. And, um, Using my girlfriend as a as a prime case for that, she she's perfectly fine with all that sort of stuff. She's got no worries with it, um, but she doesn't like climbing big hills off the track, you know. Right. So it, it's sort of yeah, it's it's hard, and you really have to try and try and um, read the person you're with, you know. Mm. And 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 I, to be honest, I get I get I get a real um, sense of well, I get a big reward out of getting it right. And yes. you see that person start to shine, and and you, oh, I really enjoy that. And um, even through work, like um, I've had a few apprentices over the years, and when they start to to really to really catch on and do well, I, I mean, it's just fantastic. I really enjoy it. So, we all of the stuff that we've just been talking about. How does that translate into a YouTube video? Um, oh, good question. I was still, I'm still, um, I'm still, still really. Um, Still really learning a lot about that sort of stuff myself. Mm. Um, so what what I'm hoping to get is is start to interview a lot of ex well not ex experts is probably the word but people that are that are really into specific things like um I'd really like to get an orienteering expert for an interview and maybe um, some, some tutorials on that sort of stuff. Um, and I want to learn more about it and get better and hopefully take people on that journey as well 
so I, I was sort of aiming it as as taking people on my learning journey as well. Yeah. And so so yeah, so that's that's sort of about that. And I hope to try and portray the attitude of enjoying yourself, even if it's just a small trip. Um, like one of the one of the the things that I really want to 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 show and encourage people to do is um, Friday night we went for a walk up a mountain in Narawahia called the Hakiri Matas, and it's a, quite a busy walk. It's it's all well tracked and it, um, it's about fifteen hundred stairs to get up it. Um, but instead of just walking up and down, there's three of us, my girlfriend and guy from her work, we went up and I took the billy and we made some tea. We sat at the top of the hill and, and drank tea on a Friday evening, yeah. and we had a, we had a fantastic time. And and, and we'll, yeah, and so it's, so it's about getting getting that extra bit of adventure out of something that could be quite mundane mm. as well. And and hopefully trying to trying to portray that. And um, I, I haven't quite mastered it yet, but mm. I will. I think I think going along those lines is is spot on. I mean, that's what I do here. I kind of try and ask questions that I'd like to know and yeah. talk about things I'm interested in because otherwise it's a pretty <laughs> it's a pretty boring show. But also, you're yeah. right, if you take people on your learning journey, surely uh, people are going to pick things up on the way. The thing I do struggle with, though, is that you are one of potentially millions and millions and millions of videos. And you're probably oh, ones of hundreds of thousands of things on very similar topics. How do you wade through and try and come out on top, or at least somewhere in the middle of that that massive amount of content? Look, my my um my plan at the moment is to, is to really just keep at it. Um, I've done a, I've done a lot of of looking through other people's channels, and I've found a lot of the videos and stuff that are made are they've made one, two, three, maybe sort of up to four or five videos and they're very um they're, they're fine and they're good and they'll have some good stuff in there, but then they sort of stop. And I think I think for me, my plan is just to is just to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. And um and as I do that I'm obviously gonna gonna get better at taking videos, make better videos. Um, what I'm lacking at the moment with it being very new is, is the feedback. Um, I think once I start getting a little bit of feedback, I can I can start maybe tailoring it a bit more to what people want. But feedback um, can be Pandora's box too, can't it? If I responded uh, yeah. to every negative and positive and neutral feedback I got, the show would sound nothing like the show that tens of thousands of people listen to. So it's a... And and I, I'm sure that they're in the minority, and not everyone likes everything I do. Shit, you know, there's people that listen every week that that the odd show probably annoys them, or I'm not quite on form, or whatever. But you can't oh, you can't buy into every single bit of feedback, surely. No, not at all, not at all. And 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 that's something I I'm aware of, and and I'm sort of putting together a few sort of ideas in my head and about how to deal with that. And I'm gonna first of all, I'm gonna um, take. Sort of the, the the both ends, the people that are that are that are maybe, especially the negative end, just cut that right off. Um, <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Like, try and take the middle ground of the of the of the comments and 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 ideas and stuff, and and go with that rather than the extremes. Yeah, some of the negative people though, 
Some of them. Yeah. Some of them are wankers, but some of them are the most honest feedback you'll get. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can, I can do that. And sometimes you've just got to go, hey, fair call, fair call, you keyboard warrior, and. <laughs> And, uh, and just respond to it and, and maybe put your point across, but also say, well, you've, you've changed my attitude or you've changed the way I'm going to do that. Or, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to say what you said was wrong, but you've just got to use your filters, eh? It's such a big job. Oh, definitely. And, and I'm really lucky that, that um, my girlfriend's super level-headed. So if I ever get anything that I'm like, what should I think of this? She's, 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 got, a, she's got a good level... Um, She's a, yeah, she's a leveller. She's she's not an antagoniser, so I'm quite lucky with that. Yeah, and <laughs> it's hard not to be too, because you do want to just respond. Yeah, yeah. At full flight. Now, yeah, Nathan, you found my show on YouTube, and I said to you a comment off here, or I mentioned a comment to you, that, that I find the YouTube channel is is all but useless for me. I mean, it's not my primary medium. It's just the shows with a picture on them. There's, it's just audio. And I just use it to gain audience and hope they come across and find me on iTunes or iHeart or Stitcher or whatever. Um, yeah. Blog Talk Radio. You, but you found me there. What, tell us that process. Oh, I, um, I found you there because I saw an, your big full-page ad in the um, New Zealand Outdoor Hunting <laughs> magazine. Yeah, New Zealand Outdoor Hunting and magazine. Deb, you heard so it. So my, um, my, my first thing I do when I see something like that is just type it into Google. Right. And um, I mean, to the point where you, I th- I'm pretty sure your, your Facebook and stuff's on that ad. I don't even read that. I just type the hunting show into Google. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's how I find things. And YouTube was the first thing that came up. And um, I moved to iHeartRadio for the sole factors I can listen to while I'm driving. Right. And so, so yeah, so um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not involved in the Apple world, so I don't do iTunes. Um, but yeah, so so Google found you for me, so and <laughs> YouTube is owned by Google, so hey, I wonder why. Well, we came together with Google, isn't that nice? And <laughs> one thing I want to ask you: I listen to non-hunting related podcasts. I've got some friends that produce some of the world's best podcasts. I'm very, very privileged to know these people, and. Yeah. What I've found is I get a lot of my style or influence or ideas, not so much for shows, but format from some of these great podcasters. I'm wondering yeah. whether, you, you know, you listen to the show. This is, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm inflating my own ego here slightly. But do you listen to the show and go, great point, and, and develop an idea from that? Do you find that, not just my show, of course, but that you see something else and, and evolve it from that beginning? Oh, oh, definitely. Um, one, one of the reasons I, I'd like to um, interview experts on topics rather than try and nut them out and explain them myself is because of listening to your show and, and how um, two people talking about an, a, a task or an issue or a bit of information um, seems, to, seems to really give it body. Mm. And um, so, so I like that. I like that's, that's sort of where I got the inspiration for doing interviews from. Um, and I... I watch. Uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm also a bit of a nerd, so I watch, there's a guy called Jeremy Blum, and he does some YouTube tutorials on Arduino programming and electrical engineering. Okay. And I know it's way out left field, but what he's doing is he's explaining information, and I, I really, t- I mean, I don't, I don't know, I doubt you watched that, <laughs> but um, so I take a lot of stuff from, from 
I, I'm trying to emulate a bit of his explanations because right. they're really, really good and they're really um, worthwhile. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's all good stuff. Now, if someone wants to find your channel, first of all, if you send me a link just as soon as we jump off here, I'll put it into the comments section or the information section of the podcast. But if they just want to yep. Google you, what do they search? Uh, jump on YouTube and type in Nathan Stretch. That's the easiest way to find my channel. Okay. Um, I found searching Simple Adventures doesn't work that well, <laughs> um, but that's all right. Yeah, um, I have started a, a Facebook page, right? Um, which is Simple Adventures. So you can you can search that. Um, I'll give you a link to that as well. Cool. Um, so my Facebook page is, is very much just a, a funnel of all social media that I use. Right. So most of the stuff that's on there is is from Instagram and Twitter and. And I just every time I put a video up, I share that as well. Yeah. How, how do you find Instagram? I don't use it yet. I've got Twitter going all right. I've got Facebook. I, as, a, as a media platform, it's the it's the it's the, the better one for me. Um, I take a lot. Of, it's very very easy. Right. So while I'm out, a lot of the places we're we're going, especially during the week, are still have cell phone reception, so I can I can sort of do it on the go. But it is very very. Um, has a very short your your content has a very short half life sort of thing. Um, it'll get a lot of likes and you'll get some page attention very quickly. Right. But it it won't continue. You have to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. Mm. Um, yeah. So so a photo I put up yesterday will not get any more attention, or will get very little attention for the next ever. You know. Right. That makes sense. So it's a very now thing. Okay. Well, that's it, it's been great talking to you, Nathan. And yes, it hasn't been solely on hunting. Um, it's been and, and there's a lot of hunters out there that do want to put content up on YouTube and and do want to get their story out there. And all I'll say is is two big thumbs up. Keep going, keep going at it. But and this is a big but, and I'll see what you think of this, Nathan. If you're going to do that, make sure you portray our craft, our sport, our lifestyle, our ability to provide in a positive manner. Oh, definitely. Because hmm. the last... Well, I, I, think, I, I, think, I think full stop, if, you, if, you, if you're wanting to put content on the internet, no matter what it is, we should be looking at putting it in a positive light. I think the, I think the entire internet needs more positivity. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of content out there that's, that really doesn't portray hunters, particularly in any sort of decent light. It makes us look like a bunch of gun-happy, bloodthirsty jerks a lot of it and there's some great stuff but there's some there that just really makes me cringe um because most hunters or that doesn't represent most hunters but because it's in a public forum it represents all hunters yeah you're definitely correct and and most hunters that i've and to be honest i've i haven't really i can't even think of any that i've met that that haven't been like this is that they're they're not out there to to blow up animals, you know, but there to, to do a good job, to be there, to be with their friends, and to just genuinely enjoy themselves, mm. and that's, that's what I think needs to be portrayed, is yeah. that, you know, there's, there's more to it than shooting animals, isn't there? Oh, bloody oath, and and, um, and I'm I'm a big believer in that, and you, you know, there's, there's 60-odd shows there that show that. Nathan, you've been oh, you've been a great interview. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I know it's your first go on radio, so 
a little bit scary. I uh, hope I guided you. you through it well. No, it's, it's, it's been really good. It's been really, really good. And uh, let's do this. Let's catch up again in a little while, you know, maybe a year's time or in, in the future, and just see how it's going because I'll be very interested and I will be following your journey to getting your media out there and um, circumventing what used to be traditional media and, and trying to get there directly to your uh, to your audience. And I, I, I'm interested to know how that goes. We'll catch up again soon. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. Just before I go, I want to mention I tried out the new bipod from Bushbuck. Awesome little bit of kit. You can get it online. Just Google it. Thanks very much, guys. And your Big Four jacket is awesome too. Remember, you can get that great prize of a 12-month subscription to NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine, our partner magazine, in this whole shenanigan that is the hunting show. All you've got to do is be active with us, and congratulations to you if you've won it in the past. You'll be receiving that, and look out in the next issue back page or very close to the back page will be an article that I wrote so please read it I'd hate to think I spent all of that time smashing out you know 400 words to have no one read it be careful out there guys sorry about the voice and good hunting Podcasting from an undisclosed location from a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics.